welcome back to an Omnia Protest, where as of today, we have less rights than firearms in this country. How are you doing, Angela? a little depressing, but very true. Honestly, not well. Remember, if you need access to any of the things that apparently we are no longer constitutionally guaranteed to talk about or have access to in this country, healthcare, head on over to at inomniapod on Instagram and check out our highlights reel where we have some resources saved. Do we? We will as of today. <laughs> <laughs> Donate time funds from people who have been leading the charge for years, for mm -hmm. decades. Don't just decide to do something on your own because frankly you're probably not qualified if that's the route you'd like to go. Yeah. Don't be like me and consider quitting your job and joining the ACLU. Don't because... be like Angela and title our podcast something that we've I, we already talked about the insensitivity about. I Just a mini PSA. This is not a call out to anyone because I have <laughs> seen some of our friends doing this. Handmaid's Tale for numerous reasons as spoken by of people of color is not the best analogy to represent. I understand it as a cultural point we all have for a world that seems like what we're headed towards in this dystopian society. However, saying things and referring to it like that, black and brown women and non-binary voices have stated how, although for a lot of people, The Handmaid's Tale is like a waking up moment, it's just a reality that they've been facing since the dawn of time. Mm -hmm. And just because we are all now, even though Angela and I are women of color, like coming to terms and learning about this, does not mean it's not something that has been impacting communities for generations. Yes. And I will do more research into this so that we have the full understanding for those that might not necessarily get it, having only a touch point of the book or TV show. And nonetheless, Elizabeth Moss is a Scientologist. That's right! Oh my god. We should have let Madison's sister get captured. We could have met her. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Well, the other thing is, although we say things like we're safer in California, which like we are technically by the reasoning and justification of overturning Roe v. Wade, someone does think in California, like federally as it works away at the court, doesn't mean you'd still get the same protection. Mm -hmm. So be and diligent, be careful. There are nine midterm elections that are going to be very essential to this race or to the midterm race. So the must win elections for abortion access. So there is Dana Nessel in Michigan. These are AG, so I'm assuming that means Attorney General. Josh Call in Wisconsin, Attorney General. Chris Mays, Arizona, Attorney General. Tyra Harris-Bolden, Michigan Justice. Lucy Inman, Inman, North Carolina Justice. Sam Irvin, North Carolina Justice. Laura Kelly, Kansas Governor. And Josh Shapiro, Pennsylvania Governor. So now that it is a state issue, these elections are critical for those states to stay with pro-choice, pro-abortion access. Mm -hmm. And just remember, even though if you like us live in California, we feel pretty safe and not right right now as Gavin Newsom has made some very bold actions to like keep that right in place for us. Remember, we need to keep all future leaders in the same vein. So remember to vote. Vote and also just in case people aren't feeling it, just remember that Justice Thompson, not only was his wife involved with activities surrounding January 6th, but this resolution with Roe v. Wade also opens the door for reconsidering Griswold Lawrence and Obergefell 
world, which I'm assuming all of you who know us are educated enough to know this, but those are the rulings that protect contraception, same-sex relationships, and same-sex marriage. It also does protect interracial relationships, but somehow Justice Thompson married to a white woman as a black man doesn't seem to be want to overturn that one. Hypocrite. Here's the thing. I don't want interracial marriage overturned or interracial relationships whatsoever, but at the same time, it's kind of like, if you're going to take away everyone else's rights by the logic that your marriage is based off of, take yours away too. Mm-hmm. And remember, just last month, we celebrated Loving Day, which is the anniversary of interracial marriage. And what a good way to end Pride Month. Mm-hmm. Love is love. Except for the Supreme Court justices. And on a completely separate note, while we're dealing with our potential dystopian future of not the Margaret Atwood vein, we thought we'd bring you some levity today and talk about this upcoming season of The Bachelorette. I've been bullied by multiple people into watching this because I got multiple friends into watching The Bachelor <laughs> and not my fault that they chose to watch Clayton season when Angela can vouch. I very clearly told her I was not going to watch Clayton season and Clayton season was going to be stupid and that everyone told me how stupid Clayton season was. I don't want to watch Gabby and Rachel season but everyone's like but you got us hooked on the show and like you're like our point of contact and so you can't just like not watch the season. However although I hadn't watched Clayton season I was still able to conversate with everyone who wanted to talk to me about it with pretty good fluency. So I don't think I have to watch this next season to do it but I also don't want to encourage Bachelor Nation to think it's okay that the first double they're doing is two women rather than two men. Like why not do two men inviting like for all the women because sexism and white supremacy. Here here. Okay. I will publicly admit, you told me not to watch Clayton's season. I watched it anyway. My first Bachelor season was Peter Weber. And as much as Bachelor Nation seems to hate that one, I actually enjoyed it very much, largely in part to Peter's looks. And then there was Matt James and I didn't like his season, but you know, I thought maybe there might be something good to come out of this one. And I was so wrong. Clayton was the worst. But the only thing that is going to heal me from watching Clayton is watching Gabby and Rachel hopefully find love because he did them so dirty. Let us not forget, he said, I am in love with three women and whichever one I end up with, I'm gonna love the most. Yikes. I did watch the finale of Clayton's though. I even watched limo entrances, which is normally my favorite. Mm -hmm. Okay, also I have a huge bone to pick with ABC and the whole like Bachelor franchise because I hate how they like completely like stylize people and the jobs that they do. They keep marketing Clayton as a former pro football player. He was drafted and cut in the preseason. He never actually played in an NFL regular season game. I don't even think he made it off the bench in the preseason. So no, he's not a former pro NFL player. He works in sales. Get over it. He's not that cool. He and Susie are happy. Let them live. I can do that for Susie, but only for Susie. But today we're going to talk about Rachel Rakia and Gabby Windy. Rachel is 26 years old and she is a pilot. You can find her on Instagram at Pilot Rachel and she is actually now a certified commercial airline pilot. Gabby is 31 years old and I'm not actually 100% sure what Gabby does. Was she in like, I feel I'm going over the extremes like either like influence fitness person or like a dentist. I don't remember. I think they marketed her as a former cheerleader. So I'm not sure what she does now. Yeah. If I'm completely wrong on that, I'm very sorry, Gabby. I will learn more about you. But today we thought that we were going to dive mainly into the men of season 19 who they are going to get their pick up. And full disclosure, we actually aren't sure how we feel about them. I'm underwhelmed. I'm whelmed? <laughs> Is that like neutral? 
We're just overwhelmed and underwhelmed. In Europe. Oh, wait, you haven't seen that movie. 10 Things I Hate About You? No, I have seen it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have seen it. Okay. That, that's The Little Sister, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I've seen it. Okay. I just, <laughs> I don't have the nostalgia, but I feel like that might be like the Gen Z cusp in me where like, I feel like 10 Things I Hate About You was like a solid like 1989 to like, mm-hmm. like 1990, I guess you, 1993 era movie. I thought Gabrielle Union would have been your draw in. I've She's, seen it, but like, I be, I only became a fan of her. I mean, I always liked her shows and her mm-hmm. movies, but I started becoming a bigger fan of her when I saw her like two years ago and then I read her book and stuff. Okay. But like the show itself or the movie itself, I was never a big Julie Stiles fan and mm-hmm. I wasn't a big Heath Ledger. Yeah. Ledger, right? Never like that one. And like, I liked The Little Sister and then I watched the series, the, that horrible ABC Oh God, series. that was so bad. Okay. Oh. But yeah, I'm whelmed and I will be in Europe. Okay. So kicking us off with the men of the season, we have Alec Julian Garza, who according to his Instagram is a digital creator, traveling photographer, film enthusiast, personal trainer coming soon. Well, thank God all of these selfies would be too much otherwise. He is part of the chain gang, which we know is one of Angela's <laughs> metrics. Okay, even before I like delved into the Instagram, just from his bachelor bio, I proclaimed him. Oh, this is the episode, by the way, from a few ba- from a few back where we referenced. Hold on, I need to check when we're going to release this. We don't have an order yet so this might be released but this should come out this ideally before right like they're the week of i think it doesn't it start on the 12th so this will be the 5th or the 12th okay it starts on the 11th so this one needs to come out first yes ma'am okay. anyway your point okay yeah even before that just looking at his bachelor biography I proclaimed him a fuckboy. Alec, he says it right here. Alec is a self-proclaimed lover boy, aka fuckboy. I'm not impressed. I mean, like, what about this photo, Angela? says fuckboy. And for those who can't see the photo <laughs> I'm showing Angela, can you explain to the audience what you're looking at? Alec is wearing a backwards baseball cap, AirPods, shorts, and nothing else, while the rest of his body, his naked body, is gleaming in oil. And it's a mirror selfie. Fuckboy. <laughs> oh, and some fun facts about Alec, because I'm going to read the Bachelor bio fun facts with these. Nothing makes Alec happier than a fresh haircut. Alec once worked as a DJ at a roller rink, and if he could travel back in time, he would go to the 1800s and be an outlaw. Oh, wait, this was actually the moment that I proclaimed him a fuckboy because he wants to go back to a time where he could be lawless and have little repercussions. Well, the fact that he has a highlight called electric. Oh, God, I didn't even see that. There, there's he, they're giving villain vibes. Here's the other thing, though, which I, has always stuck with me because they filmed the entire season mm-hmm. and then they edit it. Everything you're reading, everything, I mean, other than their Instagram, everything you're reading from ABC, like, sure, it's their answers, but they also want to frame everything. So, like, you're like, that's the villain that's that so we don't oh, know yeah. like the whole jed and hannah thing where jed didn't actually cheat on hannah but there was some other bullshit as to reason mm-hmm. why that storyline happened could like is alec gonna make it to the end no is he like the biggest fuck boy because like look if you saw that photo cute but like not not the not not fuck, fuck boy vibes so it's like it's all what they choose and how they advertise it i put him as possible villain but i put him in like the one to four episode villain not like he's not our main villain mm-hmm. he's like the pre-villain kind of like cody during katie season like before they made Thomas the villain, like Cody. Yeah, yeah. okay, I got you. Then we have Avin Jones. Avin. Again, part of the chain gang. Mm -hmm. Good with a man purse. Has friends. (laughs) Shirtless pictures, but they're all taken by someone else, Mm -hmm. which inquiring minds want to know who. His bio says, sacrifice for the life you choose. Ew. And he's into very short captions, such as transition, plan switching. (laughs) 
no remorse. <laughs> Beach days with a Z with Ma. Oh my god. I feel like he... Okay, you never watched the show Unreal, which I begged you to and so many other people to watch. And Mom, my new favorite podcast, they reference the show because they're writer and they really like it, which means I have I'm to right. watch it. Okay. So basically, the show Unreal is a scripted series with writers from... Who were part of the... By executive producers from the Bachelor franchise. It's basically a scripted look at behind the scenes of how The Bachelor mm -hmm. works. And they typically break there the three groups, guys. There are the villains, there are like the friend zone, and then there are the actual potentials. Mm -hmm. I put Avin in the potential category. Okay. I think he looks like someone who they meant to get on a show. He has friends, he has followers, but he's not too big, physically or on the influencer scene. So I put him there. Yeah, I put him as a potential. Okay, great. So some fun facts about Avin. He enjoys slow dancing and only allows himself to eat out once a week. And he says his game of Yahtzee is pretty intense and he is a champion. Okay, so where would you put him? I put him... I think, like you said, he's kind of like just interesting enough to like be in play. I could almost see him as someone who could work for either Gabby or Rachel just because of like the way that he's described himself. Well, we know they like the same guy once already, so. Exactly. I don't know enough about them to decide that, mm -hmm. but... Next, we have Brandon Hall, who has two Instagrams. Oh, no. He just, oh, it's, he puts his Twitter in his Instagram, got it. He, his bio says 805. His Twitter, University of Delaware, football 20. He either plays college ball or professional. I can't tell the difference. So those are his high school and his college football jerseys. He oh, hasn't so he played little... ball in two years. He's actually a bartender right now. So is he a little baby then if he played football, if he graduated in 2020? He's 23 years old. He's younger than me. Mm-hmm. Wait, you didn't give the ages. How, are, how old are the other two? Oh, okay. So Avon is 28 and I believe Alec is 25. Brandon's actually a little baby. Yeah. So he's 23. His 805 from his Instagram caption. He's from Carlsbad, San Diego. PSA. Kind of a fuckboy if you're putting your area code in your Instagram bio, but cool. Brandon says he's terrified of slugs. He loves to go to the batting cages and he loves Disneyland and goes every year on his birthday. We stand. I know, he seems pretty cute. Overall, I'd say, I think he's more friend zone. I think that he's still finding himself and part of finding himself is being on this show. I don't know if he's necessarily serious about it. I see him as like a good paradise contender. Mm -hmm. Okay, now we have Chris. Chris P. Austin, who from his Instagram bio says, there's the brain, there's some emojis and some words. So we'll just go with the word. Mentality master, business relationship, sports, creator of the six phase process, two time NCAA champ. And then his website. He looks to be at the gym. He looks to, I don't know if that's a teammate or like a student, he likes to take pictures of his own wheat. <laughs> so Chris is 30 years old. He's from Redondo Beach, California, and he is a mentality coach. So I actually proclaimed Chris most likely here to sell people on the six phase process. Oh my so, god, he's like the, um, he's like pizza man from, mm -hmm. from Michelle's season. Yeah. Pizza shop man. Yeah. He's definitely very invested in his own business. Like everything on his Instagram is all about like selling his business and selling success and like the overall mentality that he is preaching to people. So fun facts about Chris, he loves capital L-O-V-E-S mangoes. He's written two books and says he's his own favorite author. And when asked oh, no. what he fears in life, he says, I don't choose fear. Oh my God, no, no, no. He's not pizza guy. He's Carl. Oh my God. That was Katie season, right? Yeah. He's Carl. He's the, he's our new Carl. Oh God. Yeah. No, I definitely, Chris is, Chris is there to like, gain the followers and Chris is like believe achieve there's a third succeed yeah yeah oh Angela's favorite name oh <laughs> I oh 
Oh, I don't, I wonder if that's his real last name or it's like a joke. Who do we have next, Angela? We have Colin. He's 36 and a sales director from Chicago. Well, his bio says the Colin Farrell, but it's spelled differently. So I'm like, I don't know if that's his real last name or it's like a joke. I know, I thought about that too. But he has no Instagram bio. Oh, he, he has a reel to some country music. He's a drone man. Um, Ooh, drones. I mean, drones are cool at all. Don't get me wrong. No chain spotted. Sorry, Angela. Pretty lots of posts on Instagram, but I don't know how old they are. He goes from looking like a kind of like long haired chill surfer to like, mm -hmm. I don't know. So fun facts about Colin. He would love to visit the International Space Station. People who chew with their mouth open make him cringe. Yes. And he was the founding member of his high school's breakdancing club. I officially proclaimed- Friend zone? I, comic relief friend zone. Yeah. I actually proclaimed him most likely to be eliminated before going on either a group date or a one-on-one -on -one date. Well, then you have to be eliminated the first episode. Well, no, there are always a few people that like never make it on a group date who get out like the second episode or something, right? Isn't everyone on a group date? Or, I mean, you could be. I don't know. Maybe it's something that they've just been running into like the past couple seasons because they've been really like dramatic, but like not everyone's been making it. I mean, that could be right. To date. But yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think friend zone and I think he's there just to like fill a spot. I don't think that he's... Oh, we should also be player. answering for everyone, are they there for the right reasons? Oh, yes. Well, we'll start that with Eric because we got a lot to go. Eric Shore? Yeah, Eric Shore. Sure. Um, No Instagram bio. He surfs. He's shirtless, but not a selfie. Really into bro pics. I don't know if they're real bros or like look like bros. Stand-in bros. Pay for a day bros. So Eric is 29. He's a real estate analyst from Bedmis Bedminster, New Jersey. And fun facts about him, he has no interest in going to an escape room. He likes Rude. his wine both red and white. So like rosé. Well, I'm like, is that like a reference to like being queer? Cause like that's the Schitt's Creek analogy. Oh. I don't, I doubt it. But like, that's how I take that. Cause huh. that was like a very iconic thing and I wouldn't say it that way otherwise. Intriguing. Um, and Eric dreams of seeing the Northern Lights in person. Which, to me, isn't that, like, a little bit triggering because Gabby and Rachel got dumped in Iceland? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> like... He looks fine. I'd say, like, he could make it far because he looks kind of boring. Mm -hmm. And based on his Instagram, he's not trying to sell me anything, so I would say he's there for the right reasons. <laughs> okay, it's actually really funny. I know they don't look super alike, but I actually called him most likely to play Clayton Eckhart in a Lifetime movie. Not big enough. Fair. Okay, next we have Ethan Hong. His bio says NYC and there is a Korean flag. He seems to be one of those mysteriously tall Asians. So Ethan is 27, an advertising executive from New York. And his fun fact, he says he's the king of Monopoly. His perfect breakfast is pancakes and hash browns that are extra crispy. And watching Entourage cheers him up when he's down. He's definitely a friend zone. He's definitely there for the right reasons. And I'd be shocked if he made it past episode two. I think he's definitely there for the right reasons. And I actually think he's gonna have like a really over the top limo impression. That's just the kind of energy that like his Instagram gave me. Like he feels like kind of subtle there, but I feel like he's gonna do something extra to stand out because he seems so level. Next we have Hayden Chase Morkowitz, who I can already tell is not here for the right reasons. His, oh, for sure. His dog has a his dog has an Instagram. He is lives in Tampa. He's a CEO of rental properties and he's just not there for the right reasons. Oh yeah, big villain energy. He looks old though. Could you, bring in that sweet tea? Like I don't see villain. Oh, I, I see like fake. 
I see fake, but I don't see villain. He kind of reminds me of Grocery Store Joe. His facial reminds me of Grocery Store Joe. Oh, no, no, no. Not Grocery Store Joe. Yeah. I'm... Have you seen a photo of Joe's Grocery Store Joe smiling? Yeah. They look very similar. Do they? They have like squinty faces. Okay, so Hayden is 29. The Bachelorette is officially branding him as a leisure executive from Tampa, Florida. And his fun facts, he loves baked potatoes, likes to end his day with a dip in the hot tub, and he loves country music and would thrive at stagecoach. I feel like he'll make it far, but he's not there for the right reasons. Yeah, I labeled him most likely to marry Rich outside of the show. <laughs> um, Jake doesn't have an Instagram, so we'll skip him to James Clark. Oh, no, no. Oh, wait, can we go back to Jake really quick? I actually labeled Jake as this season's version of Shake from Love is Blind. Love, yeah. Oh dear. So in his fun facts, he said he reads 30 to 40 books a year and he doesn't eat cake. He knows exactly what he wants in a wife. He admits he's picky, but since he's looking for a love to last a lifetime, he doesn't see that as a bad thing. His ideal wife will turn heads with her looks wherever she goes and has beauty on the inside that will match. Jake is all about keeping his fitness routine in check and high on the priority list and his ideal partner should want to maintain a similar healthy lifestyle and have be able to have fun working up a sweat at the gym. I could see them setting Jake up with that though. Really? I don't know because I don't see Jake's Instagram but like that's definitely someone who's not there for the right reasons but it's also like like I mean ABC has gotten a lot more obvious with like this is your villain get mm -hmm. ready for your villain and that's what that reads to me. Okay. Anyway James. James Alibus. Nope that's Jason. Oh James the meatball enthusiast from Winnetka Illinois. That is where the Chirada does in two lake houses. He looks he looks here for the right reasons. I put him as a contender. Interesting. See, I felt more like he was comic relief because I don't feel like I got anything really like deeply defined about his personality other than the fact that he's Italian, he's a meatball enthusiast, and he wants a big family. Yeah, I feel like he, I see the potential of that. Then we have Jason, whose Instagram is private, just has a wave and a picture of him with a husky. He doesn't look like he's here for the right reason based on that one photo. Mm -hmm. And then we get into the favorite, the fan favorites who we are already know spoiler alert will be in paradise the twins well a twin joey joey young his bio says ct nyc twin piac alum he is i think he is the better face of the twins but i think his brother has a better body and being a twin is his only personality trait i actually kind of wonder if they don't have jobs well they're hot twins so do yeah. you need a job i mean maybe not hold on twin where on earth is quinnapiac university i don't know i've never heard of it that's as far as it goes well wherever it is Blurry blur. Okay. Yeah. Joey's a twin. They have his profession listed as twin. Yep. His fun facts are nothing makes him happier than winning. If he could, he would live off of cheeseburgers for the rest of his life and he loves go-karting. Oh, and he's 24. Yeah, looks it. Mm -hmm. I want both twins to like one of the girls because I'd rather watch them fight than Gabby or Rachel fight. Oh, for sure. And then we have John, John DeFilippo. John is 26, an English teacher from Nashville, Tennessee, and he has major pick-me vibes. Based on what? John would love to be the face of a big clothing brand. Ah, like his Instagram does not give me this, but I can see that. I mean, I think his Instagram has him billed as a model. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong John. Are you looking at Johnny? No, you're looking at Johnny. Oh, oh yeah, he's much more pick me. Oh yeah. Okay, so John Anderson, model. Hey y'all, Nashville, Tennessee and his modeling. He's cute and I think he's, they're either gonna do like a, I'm just a model like brooding, like sad boy, I'm cute, but I don't have confidence or like complete. Then he like does the ugly duckling to swan and like, I don't need these girls kind of thing. Interesting. Cause like he looks soft. Oh, for sure. So it's like, but he's a model. So it's the thing of like, he's meant to look soft. 
He's an English teacher. He says he's a model. I know. He wants to hide the fact. So I think it's very interesting. He's an English teacher for the show, but he's a model for Instagram. I think he's definitely, he's in it for like the followers. Now we have, okay, now we have Johnny, who is not a pick me. Let's see, what do I have for Johnny? I can actually take notes on Johnny. Okay, Johnny is 25. He's a realtor from Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. And his fun facts, his childhood dream was to be a rapper. He loves to make corny jokes and he loves fishing. He's the one I could see getting the first impression, Rose. I could see that. He looks just like a very kind of like stable down to earth. But I don't believe he's there for the right reasons. <laughs> that may be. He says, do to do. I don't know. There was nothing about his bio that like particularly like stood out to me. On to Jordan. H. Jordan Hellman. He just has emojis and he's from Tampa. He's a fuckboy because he has equal amount of dog photos to human ones in the past year. And he's oh. too many highlights. He he uses Instagram too well to not be a fuckboy. I labeled him most likely to get a Mountain Dew sponsorship. Ew. Jordan H is 25. He's a software developer from Tampa, Florida, and he is an amateur dirt bike racer. Fourth of July is his favorite holiday, and he loves Florida but hates Florida drivers. Not really memorable. Mm-hmm. Okay, now Jordan V. Jordan Vandergriff. I would vote him most likely to not leave my friend alone with him. I know he does have that Brett Kavanaugh look. He has my like, don't close your door with him. In your room. Vibe. So Jordan V is 27. Wait, his bio. Oh. He, he's an athlete. Driver of the number 24 top fuel dragster. Brea, California and Atlanta, Georgia. Jordan V is 27. He's a drag racer like we already covered. He's originally from Alpharetta, Georgia. And his fun facts. He loves sweet tea. Says the most romantic gift you can give is a handwritten letter. And describes his middle, middle school haircut as the Justin Bieber. He gives me law enforcement vibes. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, like overall... He seemed like fine, but then when you read through his bio, he's like loves relaxing on the lake and watching James Bond movies. Lake, super basic. James Bond is what guys say when they want to be cool, but is also super basic because they all only know James Bond is cool. Then we have Justin B, who I will let Angela pronounce his last name because his Instagram is private. Oh, I don't know if I have his last name. I can give it to you, but do you have his profile? Yeah. Justin Budflowski. Cool story, bro. Justin is 32. He's a physical therapist from Solana Beach, California. And his fun facts are coffee shops are his happy place. He loves the smell of jasmine and he dreams of traveling the US in a van. So he's a hipster. Well, also ever since that Gabby Petito thing, I don't think we should be advertising you like to be in vans with people. Yeah, seriously. He seems like he'd be there for the right reasons. His Instagram is still private. Mm-hmm. Now we have twin number two, Justin Young. Basically the same bio just the order is switched. He, I think, has the better body of the twins. Double chain gang member here. Yes, he is a chain gang member. Uh, yeah, so, as you know, Justin's a twin. He's 24. He's literally just labeled as other twin. Justin Y wants to learn how to salsa dance. He loves the Lakers. And if he could live in any other decade, he would choose the early 90s. Well, yeah, because for him, that is another decade. I know, like, that's crazy. <laughs> Angela, what was it like in the early 90s? Oh my god. Now we have Kirk. Bryant gives me like from this one photo from his first photo from The Bachelor gives me Michael A vibes just from this one photo not his overall vibe but this photo gives me Michael A vibes right so but then his but then his bio says saved by grace and Texas Tech 
football, so oof. So Kirk is 29. He's a college football coach. And his fun facts are loves golf but isn't very good at it. Never wears white while eating spaghetti. And would love to visit Santorini one day. He's fishing but he's not holding the fish. I labeled him as so wholesome it hurts. You just uh, want him to like experience life. I think he's okay with your rights being taken away though. He's saved by grace so you can be saved too. Oh. And now we have one of the best TV controversial names throughout early 2000s mid-2000 drama Logan <laughs> who lives in San Diego or is from San Diego he kind of gives me Greg vibes which is a high compliment okay but hopefully he's not nearly as emotionally unavailable but he seems like he I don't know I could go right reasons or wrong reasons honestly I don't know Logan confused me a little bit oh he's at a lesbian he's tagged at a lesbian wedding so, Logan's lifelong crush is Elaine from Seinfeld. He isn't afraid to skinny dip. How old is he? And he loves corn dogs. So, Logan is 26 and he's a videographer. So, I don't know. He could go either way for me. Most likely to be forgettable till he makes it to the end. Yeah. Then we have Mario Vassal. Oh, online coach, boot camps, reset, re-energize, refocus, personal training, nutrition. Can I have... He should be friends with Chris, was it? Uh, I think so. He and Chris. Yeah. He, he and Chris, like, can do some real good work together. Yeah. So Mario is 31. He's a personal trainer from Naperville, Illinois. And his fun facts, he's a Tetris superstar. He loves tulips and he likes to end his day by listening to 90s R&B. What is it with all of these guys like referencing some kind of game and like being the master of it? Very interesting. Next we have Matt LeBog. I don't know how to pronounce his name. He's also in San Diego. Everyone's in San Diego apparently this year. He's a personal trainer, also coaches. He has an Andrew S smile to me. Who's Andrew S? Andrew Spencer, Greg's best friend from Katie season. The one who had the fake oh, British accent. Oh, okay. I can see that. He was pretty he was cute. So he Matt is could, 25. He's a shipping executive and he is from San Diego. He could go either way for me looking at his Instagram because he has some shirtless photos. He is in a mask, which we love. Mm -hmm. But then like there's this video of him sitting at a bar kind of dancing where like he thinks he's doing something. So like I could see it either way. I can't tell what they can, they can, they, he's kind of a neutral. They can like make mm -hmm. him wholesome or they can make him yucky. Mm -hmm. So, so as self-described, Matt is a successful young man who owns his own business and has admittedly prioritized work over his romantic relationships. But now that he has built his empire, he's ready to find a woman and to share it with. He has a betta fish named Tony. He would rather vibe than dance to good music, which I'm guessing is what he was doing in that video just now. And he dreams of buying his mom a home wherever she wants. Michael Vaughn, who's in Long Beach, only has seven photos, which is promising. Is it promising? Or like, should we be concerned that these guys felt that they had that much to hide that they archived a lot of photos? It could be that too, but I think at least it's smart. He's smart enough to archive his photos. True. He's fine. Chain gang. Mm-hmm. So Michael is 32. He's a pharmaceutical salesman from Long Beach. And fun facts, he says parents love him. He's not afraid to admit that he is a bad cook. And he loves Harry Potter and wants to visit his wizarding world. Sounds like he's meant for you, Angela. <laughs> and now we have another realtor, Nick. Oh, never mind. He didn't make the final one. Whoopsie. We have Nate... His thing says Earth, and his zip code is 618. So Nate is 33. He's an electrical engineer from Chicago. His favorite movie is How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. He enjoys an occasional gas station icy, and he doesn't do mosh pits. I see him getting friend zoned, but he seems sweet. Okay. I agree. 
I think he definitely has, like, tried a career as an influencer, though. Yeah. Oh, well, who definitely has is Quincy, whose Instagram bio says public figure and links a YouTube video. Oh, God. Does it link back to The Bachelorette? No, it links to, I think, I don't know what it links to, but he has almost 9,000 followers. Oh, so Quincy is a life coach from Miami, Florida. He's 25 years old. Fun facts, he loves high vibration music, admits he's a bad texter, and could watch Space Jam on repeat and never get bored. Now we have Robbie, who to me looks like he's going home night one just from this Instagram. His bio says, oh, oh he's a magician. Magician, mm-hmm. French, American, New York, LA, Princeton grad, member of the Royal Corps Chameleon. How old is he? He's 33. Okay, because I'm like, I have a friend who went to Princeton and I would text her this one. Do you know this man? <laughs> Can you vouch for him? Yeah, his fun facts, he's an advanced scuba diver. He went all the way through elementary and high school only learning French. And he wants to live in a home with secret rooms and hidden tunnels in it. I feel like he's there for the publicity. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, I wonder if he's ever performed at the, is it the Magic Castle in yes. LA? Now we have Spencer Sweeze Swise. U of Chicago, MBA 2024, USMA West Point in 2017. I don't know. I feel like I'm getting like Gabby vibes from him, but I don't know them enough to decide that. I don't know. I kind of think that Spencer talked a big talk. I can't really see either of them going for him. Okay. So Spencer's 27. He's a venture capitalist from Chicago. Fun facts, nothing makes him happy than seeing the Detroit Lions win. He gets a lot of compliments on his eyebrows and he thinks EDM is ridiculous. So Spencer also describes himself as not your stereotypical let's grab a drink kind of guy, but he doesn't say what he would rather do instead. So I feel like it's like big, like I'm different, like I'm so yeah. cool game, but there's not much there to back it up, but we'll see. Then we have Termaine Harper, Chicago, University of Kentucky alum. His Twitter's T-Main. Oh, Termaine. Okay, so Termaine is billed as the crypto guy. Oh no. He's 28 from Naperville, Illinois. Fun facts, he loves double dates. So I can already kind of see him like playing both. both. And Termaine would love to snuggle with a baby cheetah. Okay, Joe Exotic. And he doesn't like sweets. Next. Yeah. He says, the second a woman says NFT, it's game over. Okay, then we have Tino, who says, I like some restaurant. He is doing something with the Ronald McDonald house. I could go either way with right or wrong reasons. I'd say probably more right based on the photos, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, Tino's 27. He's a general contractor from Playa del Rey. Fun facts are that he enjoys reading the Wall Street Journal. He says 90% of what he eats is meat, and he dreams of surfing in Bali. I could go either way. Yeah. I could see him maybe a little more with Rachel, like, just because she's very travel adventurous. Mm-hmm. I could see. Now we have Tyler Norris, whose bio says Liv Moss with the trademark. That <laughs> we know he loves Taco Bell. Oh. He has a few tattoos. He has like a little baby face, which to me reads fuckboy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he also is kind of young, though. He's 25. He's a... They're mostly younger than me this season. I was really surprised about that. Like, they really hit... So Rachel is 25 and Gabby's 31. So they really hit mostly in Rachel's age range. But they do that for Michelle, too. Like, they did that for, like, Michelle's guys were young. Really? I don't know if they were that young. I don't know. My favorite account is Bachelor Data, who uses the Bachelor Data to, like, mm-hmm. make graphs and infographics and let us know things about them. But it does feel like the men skewed very young this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tyler describes himself as an Italian stallion looking for the love of his life. Ew. <laughs> Tyler dreams of visiting every park in the MLB. He likes country music that he can dance to, and he's not a good multitasker. And last but not least, we have Zach Shawcross from Austin, Texas. He is very active on social media, played football, looked like he was born again. Oh, yep, born again baptism. Big groups of people doing lots of things. No. 
I can't find his thing. Oh, okay. Um, I can't find his bio right now, but I wrote this down. He loves beach volleyball and is the master of the Top Gun high five, which I don't know. I've never seen Top Gun, but I hear that like the volleyball scene is like why people watch it. Oh my God. It's super erotic. That's the only scene I've seen. Okay. So it's apparently like you felt the need it's, to like mention well, that. Well, it's, like it's like channel slow motion volleyball with the euphoria I need a hero scene. Like that vibe in a slow motion volleyball like erotica scene. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. And he says he was would love to be spider-man for the day and there are actually some pictures on his instagram of him dressed up as spider-man so i proclaim him most likely to have crossed over from another multiverse oh go up all the way up it's like his most recent photo there you go that's him okay that's one photo no but there was another one okay maybe he took it down okay angel sees one photo oh my god he must be spider-verse <laughs> obviously the one photo maybe he's trying to like slowly ease us into it but yeah, those are the 32 contenders for Gabby and Rachel's hearts. I don't know, do we want to talk a little bit about spoilers? I don't remember. I, I did, I've seen them. But like, I couldn't fucking tell you who made it to top four or whatnot. Because like, I don't remember. Because they're not memorable people. They all look the same. Like, I was really hoping for some immediate standouts. And no one to me is like, oh, you seem like a really good guy. Isn't I'm Gabby biracial? I think she is, yeah. But they don't, they haven't, they didn't talk about it in Clayton's season. But did you meet Gabby's parents? No. You met her grandpa and some aunts and uncles were they white yes okay i think it's kind of like a rachel kirkconnell kind of thing where i don't know if it's necessarily or no okay rachel kirkconnell is a really bad example i think it's more of a victoria kind of thing where it's victoria. like victoria victoria um from peter's season fuller yeah where it's like you know there's something in the mix but like it's not a part of her everyday life well rachel kirkconnell i think came out of the blue for most people after her scandal like whether wait you're you're not all white. Yeah. So she was the last in my Kirkconnell. Mm-hmm. Okay, so no, nothing big on the spoilers. Like, what I read yesterday is that the potential setup that people think they're going with is that after a couple group dates, they have to choose who they want to date for the rest of the season. And it goes, like, both ways, like a mutual selection process. Like, the girls have to pick and the guys have to pick them back. And then from there on, they're on either the Gabby or the Rachel track and they can't switch. Oh, well, you know, they're good. They, the only reason they would do that is because some people are going to want to switch. The only reason to do that is that some are going to want to switch and that they're going to want to make that have to have that awkward conversation of like, hey, like, hey, Rachel and Gabby, like, hey, like, I really, like, the girls are going to have to have the conversation and the guys are going to have the conversation with the girls. Like, you know, the only reason they would make them pick is if they have to, if they want someone to have to renege. See, I felt like they were going more that route because there's been so much so support for Gabby and Rachel as like non-competitors and how they're trying to like build them as best friends that they're trying to create more of like a toxic atmosphere for this season positive atmosphere not a toxic atmosphere I said did I say positive or toxic the first you time? tried you started saying toxic and then switched it yep I, I, feel like insulin. I feel like they're trying to create more of a positive atmosphere this year so that way people are willing to like put more of their faith into the Bachelor franchise because I wouldn't be surprised if they had a few more toxic seasons and got canceled I don't know if like the Rachel Clark Hoddle thing didn't get them canceled. I think it's interesting because I think like people like love different reality shows like Love Island UK, Married at First Sight, and Fiance. There are a bunch of dating shows, but like The Bachelor, I feel like is like made it through a lot and like had mm -hmm. a lot talked about in controversy. I feel like it just always will make it through because like if you watched like the super early season with like Tristan Ryan and like what the show was like in its original seasons, like mm -hmm. it really did feel like this kind of fairy tale situation. And now because it can get monetized and it's so much more, like it's not. It's like 
everything. It's like for those who have like inner nostalgia about the show and like what it used to be, mm-hmm. they still put it on now, even though it's complete. The landscape's completely changed. Like if you go to the show, you're going to be famous. If you make top ten, you're going to be famous. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like a kind of icky feeling. And I think, but I feel like regardless of that, like no matter, even if they have like enough viewers and things to like keep their ratings high and keep going, there's only so much that ABC can do to stand behind it if they keep having all of these scandals before they either have to do a radical reform or they have to just cancel it. Because at the end of the day, it's gonna, their brand can only take so many hits from so many sides. It is crazy how big of like a fan base is like Karen's. I mean, it's not surprising, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's like, it's two extremes of the fan base. There's like, they're either like super left and liberal, like love Rachel, love Matt, like love kind of like Katie, and then, or it's like they're super like conservative and crazy, mm-hmm. caring and harassing people in the comments. It's either or. Mm-hmm. I also don't like the promo that Gabby and Rachel have been getting. It felt lazy like Katie's. Like Michelle's was like, we are doing the Black Bachelorette right and hers was amazing. She goes through the flower tunnel and basketball and Gabby and Rachel like get in a car and then they switch seats and I'm like. Yeah, that felt really lazy too because it's like Gabby got in the driver's seat but then Rachel drives away. So it's like they had to make it match like the promo photos that they already shot and it's like, uh, I feel like they also very similarly to Katie, like once people like saw and they saw like how basic it was they had to do a kind of like big rebrand for them because initially you just got the them with the white background and then you get them with the car well they do that every time they always get the one normal one yeah you always get the normal and then you get a bigger one typically because for hannah hannah b got like the biggest freaking bunch of them all Mm -hmm. did you watch did you ever see hers yeah so they start off with hannah throwing the thing in the red dress with the thing they do that one closer to the airing because that's the one they run a lot but then they do another one and hannah b's was the biggest where they have her in the forest and the cinderella gown and the yeah. queen like that was clear it's like bachelor nation what you hear from all the cadets is it's so secret who the franchise favors and what they are i'm real excited though because like tammy's contract is up and she's her contract ended april and she's been doing things you finally start getting hearing about how much people get paid and like oh. what they get paid to go to the beach and stuff brendan and piper are still going strong and the thing is like i like them as a couple but like that situation was just handled so poorly seriously that was they're still together which i like, good for them but like i really liked piper on matt james season and that was the thing that like, mm-hmm. was the most frustrating is like, I really like Abigail and Noah are still going strong they live, live in SoCal them. Joe and Serena are together in New York City Becca and Thomas just got engaged and Becca proposed to Thomas um what that happened like last week two weeks ago I mean here's the thing I like I liked Becca I didn't really like Thomas I didn't like them together so I didn't really pay much attention to that so like the fact that they're now engaged I think Thomas got a, blowing I think Thomas got a bad edit on Katie's season I think he did too but also I didn't like him that much on paradise and i mean here's the thing still maybe like an edit kind of thing but just overall we didn't vibe so i didn't keep up i know marissa and riley broke up unfortunately okay and kenny and mari are still together i liked them they were nice and the thing for me is like they've been to me the least out of like big bachelor news like they Mm -hmm. weren't main bachelor characters Mm -hmm. so i feel like they've gotten to live their life but it's also a thing of like it's very clearly like the franchise holds stake in joe and serena and it's very clearly Mm -hmm. it's interesting because the topic came up recently about the podcast hosts or weeds getting to go to paris and like the special treatment and stuff they get. Blake, who's dating Giannina from Love is Blind, he was Becca's runner-up. He's a DJ. He had his own set at Stagecoach. Went on saying basically the favoritism that the podcast host gets, like how Natasha like got a rose. Like they wouldn't have done that for anyone else, but because Natasha also does the podcast for the franchise, because they were also doing the podcast, they got access to like hotels and other things because they had to record and like back what was going on. So they got like extra copies and they want to favorite them because they're working with Bachelor Nation. Like, yeah, I don't love that. I feel 
like fact that you're participating in Bachelor Nation at all means that you need to have access to some of that because you're basically giving up your life to further their series. Mm-hmm. I think she was, I don't know, she might have been on Ari season. She might have been Katie. Was Katie on, do you remember Katie? Katie Mo or something? Katie M? No. Okay, she might have been on Ari season when I thought it was um, Pilot Pete's. But she was saying how she got paid like 10000 for Paradise. And the thing is, you think that's a lot because you're only there for six weeks, but you can't do brand deals for three months after that's so that money has a strip mm-hmm. because it's split and taxes and all that stuff. So, like, it's interesting. I really like Caitlin Bristow's fiance, Jason. He was on maybe Becca's season. I don't remember. But it's really interesting because he's like a podcast all about money and reality stars and talking about like, how much they make. And it's fascinating to hear how much they can get paid and do get paid mm-hmm. like, just from getting off the show. July 11th, Angela will be coming with you live, dreaming all of her thoughts on all of the limo entrances. <laughs> I can do that. Committed you now. All you to watch it live oh my god live reactions i'll set up a little i don't know should i instagram live it well you don't have to actually like have it live the whole time because your internet sucks but like you after i eat full entrance you can like record your thoughts so okay see people exiting oh my god i also don't like that because then they're gonna meet them together i don't like this idea i already don't like like what are you like one after another next to each other like have you two seen... separate doors oh you haven't seen the promo no. oh so they are standing next to each other the guys come out and greet them together i think one guy i think it's actually kirk football coach i think he mixes them up and he calls gabby rachel <laughs> oh i love that yup that sounds scripted because someone had to do it oh yeah that's yucky that'll be very interesting i wonder it's like do they then have to play out a scenario that like works for both of them because usually they try to tailor it like very specifically like i heard you like this or um like i really wanted to share this with you because it's important to me so it's like how do you have that moment with two people do they two... give out two first impression roses well they each get one so yeah they're two first impressions well yeah like, because we're that... yeah because we were for them to share like we both decided you get this that's all that's throuple vibes major throuple vibes i know but the thing is it's like how do you have like good first impressions when you're trying to play to both people who are both looking for one individual connection it's like a two-on-one game of tennis it's like you can only have one ball tune in july 11th at 8 p.m (laughs) eastern or Pacific Standard Time, and we'll find out. And on that note, thank you for listening to this episode of In Omnia Paratus. Grab your coffee bowls, and don't forget to rate, download, and follow on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. As always, where you lead will follow, so head on over to at In Omnia Pod on Instagram, and let us know what you would like to hear about in the comments. Cheers to the most dramatic season yet. And we'll be here to tell you all about it with the right reasons.